0: Hey, this is Pastor David. Thanks for plugging in today. I believe that this word from God will encourage you, challenge you, and help direct you toward your destiny. A new commandment I give unto you, Jesus said, that you love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and understanding, and that you love your neighbor as yourself. Let's get right into the word. There's no one like our God, no one at all. He gave His Son for us, Jesus the Lord. Who can love us like He does? Welcome, friends and family, to this episode of Daily Bread. I'm here in the podcasting studio with Ceviche the Freckle-Faced Fish to talk about the unpardonable sin. If you missed this Sunday's message or any other, you can find a link in the description below to our YouTube channel. And as always, we encourage you to explore our archive of relevant teaching. Few topics in religion stir up more controversy than the unpardonable sin. As a result, many Christians might not be sure whether it's possible to commit it or how to avoid doing so. Fortunately, with patience and an open mind, you can learn how to identify the unpardonable sin and ensure that you don't fall into it. First of all, it's amazing that such a sin even exists. Matthew 12:31 says, So I tell you, every sin in blasphemy can be forgiven, except blasphemy against the Holy Spirit, which will never be forgiven. Christians have had a difficulty with the idea of an unpardonable sin because it goes against what they have learned in the Bible, that our gracious God always forgives. Nevertheless, there is one sin that Jesus mentions that will not be forgiven. So in context, The religious leaders had come out to hear Jesus, but they opposed virtually everything he said. In casting out demons, they accused him of using satanic methods. In Matthew 12, 24, it says, but when the Pharisees heard about the miracle, they said, no wonder he can cast out demons. He gets his power from Satan, the prince of demons. Those people were so blind spiritually that they were attributing the work of the Holy Spirit to Satan. Furthermore, they were rejecting the work of the Holy Spirit in their own lives. In essence, the Holy Spirit was saying of Jesus, this is the Son of God. This is God. And they were saying, no, he's not God. He's an agent of Satan. And it was then that Jesus said, every sin and blasphemy will be forgiven of men, but the blasphemy against the Spirit will not be forgiven. What's interesting is that Jesus was echoing the third commandment, which is the only one of the 10 that states that God will not forgive a person who violates this command. Exodus 20 and verse 7 says, you shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain, for the Lord will not hold him guiltless who takes his name in vain. Now, most people think that this means that we're not supposed to cuss or to say God's name for no good reason, but that would mean that that God could forgive the violation of any other command like stealing or adultery and murder, but if you said a bad word or used his name casually, that you would never be forgiven. Now, this would render God, the call to holy living, and his instruction regarding morality incomprehensible. The word is more accurately translated misuse. You shall not misuse the name of God. Simply, it means committing evil in God's name, and it is that which God will not forgive. Think about it. God is invisible, yet he wants to know and be known. So doing evil in his name does him great harm. It's not casual words or bad language. It's joining the good and holy God to deplorable acts, and it will not be forgiven. This is exactly what blasphemy against the Spirit does. It joins a good and Holy Spirit to evil and immoral behavior. But let's look a bit deeper. What did Jesus mean when he used that term? To answer that, we need to understand what was happening in the lives of those men. They heard Jesus say that God affirmed him, Jesus, as God, and they saw it confirmed through his miracle working power, and yet they rejected it. They declared that Jesus was Satan's agent. That was their sin. But there were other sins working in their hearts as well, which led to this hard-heartedness. One could say that those religious leaders had a sickness of heart, a deception that they accepted so willingly and were eventually overtaken by it. So how does this apply to you and me? Clearly, the unpardonable sin is not merely saying something unkind about the Holy Spirit. The religious leaders had turned totally against God's revelation. They were so far into their own wickedness that they rejected not only Jesus Christ, but also the Holy Spirit. They were saying that evil was good, and good was evil. They didn't just call the Spirit of God Satan. They believed in their hearts that he was. And we can presume by their position of leadership that they perpetuated that lie to countless others. Once they had completely rejected Jesus, the one source of forgiveness, There was now no refuge for their souls, no place where they could receive forgiveness. A person who turns away from Jesus Christ can repent and receive forgiveness, but that's not what these religious leaders had done. They had rejected Jesus Christ and determined for themselves that the Holy Spirit of God was evil and thus rejected God. They were now living in a state of total unforgiveness of themselves and God and they were going to die in that condition mark 16:16 16, 16 says anyone who believes and is baptized will be saved but anyone who refuses to believe will be condemned john 3:18 and 36 say there is no judgment against anyone who believes in him but anyone who does not believe in him has already been judged for not believing in god's one and only son and anyone who believes in god's son has eternal life Anyone who doesn't obey the Son will never experience eternal life, but remains under God's angry judgment. It is possible to repent after you've denied Jesus or denied God. Even Peter was forgiven for denying Jesus just before his crucifixion. So many things changed for humanity after Jesus was resurrected, but the heart of God never changes. Hebrews 13.8 says that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, today and forever. In the Old Testament, God said, you shall not misuse my name. And in the New Testament, Jesus reaffirms that truth and takes it deeper by saying, you shall not misappropriate the work of the Spirit of God. Perhaps Jesus took occasion to teach these men and extend grace to them by explaining this truth. Matthew twelve twenty five through 37 is an unyielding warning and a provocative and scathing lesson to religious-minded individuals. Perhaps these religious leaders could have come back and been forgiven by reason of ignorance, but the scriptures lead us to believe that these religious leaders did not want forgiveness, nor did they feel like they needed it, which are two major components that accompany the unpardonable sin which is an important detail for those of us who think they may have committed this sin. While repentance is realizing you are a sinner and turning to God, this deception galvanizes your error to the point that you don't think you need forgiveness. The rule is this. If you are worried about having committed the unpardonable sin, you haven't. No one can accidentally commit the unpardonable sin. If you're scared that you've committed the unpardonable sin, but you actually want to obey God, it means you haven't committed it. Someone who commits this sin today is hard-hearted and turns against Jesus, slandering him, and being so depraved that he thinks God's Spirit is actually the work and presence of Satan. Many people have a fear that they've committed or are committing an unpardonable sin, Jesus does not want anyone to be in doubt about their salvation. He tells us that all people can be saved. Mark sixteen sixteen says, Anyone who believes and is baptized will be saved, but anyone who refuses to believe will be condemned. No person, however vile, is beyond forgiveness. And Jesus said in John 6, 37, Those the Father has given me will come to me, and I will never reject them. That's the good news. Whoever comes to Jesus with a repentant heart will never be driven away. God's love goes out to all people because he desires that everyone come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. We can call on him for help in our weaknesses and the things we don't understand. He will keep us by his love, which is stronger than anything we can ever do wrong. We can rest assured, being confident, that God will lead us and guide us because of how much He loves us. Thanks again for listening. Without your faithful support, we wouldn't be able to do the work that God has called us to. If you know someone who would be blessed by what you just heard, please pass this along. At Strong Tower, we believe that you are a unique expression of God's love and creativity, and we consider it an honor to be a part of your journey.